Oh, we're live. Great. There we go. We did it. Third week in a row without John. He's still at the convention, I mm-hmm. guess. Or, uh, or wait, the convention, is it this weekend or was it last weekend? The convention is actually this weekend. Okay. I'm surprised it wasn't last weekend because it was a long weekend. Yeah. That would have made that more sense. Like good, <laughs> that seems like a good weekend to use up, I guess, but. Either way, so I guess last weekend he was just he was just working. Now yes. he's uh now he's working. Now he's working you know it. What I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Boy knows how to work. Um so yeah, no John. He says he'll be back next week though, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh because that's the last week I'll be here uh for a few weeks. So we can have a three for Yeah. Um so uh like the last bit of May, the only the third guest is the love between the two hosts. Yes. Um, specifically here on the top-down perspective. Before we get into what we usually talk about, did you see no. Mad Max? No. Oh, because man. when I went to go see it, it was sold out. That's nice, crazy. Huh? I was so That's mad. Cr- When's the last time you've gone to a movie that was sold out? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess technically I've never gone to a movie that was sold out. Yeah. Um, but, um... I guess unless I got tickets early and then it sold out. I'm sure I've been to plenty of those. But the last time I can actually think of a movie where they were like, no, it's already sold out, was Ted 1. Was, was Ted? Because oh, no. 2 isn't out yet. Um, it was a Tuesday night. Yeah. The, the Tuesday bef- just after it came out. That's Which right. makes sense. That was cheap day. Um, and that, which ended up being good because when I eventually did see that on DVD, I hate that movie. Um, yeah. It's really bad. It's, it's not good at all. Um, I'm just surprised Mad Max is still sold out like two. It's been a, it's been out for a week or two now. What is it? No, it's been a few weeks, right? Two or three. I think two at least. Yeah. Let's see. Last Friday was Tomorrowland. So it must've been like the Friday before or two before that. I can't remember exactly which one it was. So this is the third week then. Second or third week. And it's still sold out. That's crazy. Did you go on like a Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. That, so, so like, I should have seen it coming, but at the same time, who yeah, would I don't have thought? <laughs> um, when's your? Are you trying for next Tuesday then? Uh, no, I'll, I'll try this weekend, like proper okay. weekend. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a that's a good movie. You definitely should be going to see that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I guess um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, top down perspective. That's this podcast. I'm Sean Booker. That's Paul Fleck. Hi. Um, it. What's the picture for John this week? Is it Michelangelo it's, again? It's his Facebook picture. It's his Facebook picture. Okay, yeah. Right, just checking in. It's um. It's May twenty seventh. Um. Yep. Early. We're doing it early. We're doing it a day early. Yeah, I got a birthday party I want to go to tomorrow, so we're doing it a day early. Oh, happy birthday! Um, it's not my birthday. It's a friend's birthday. Um, okay. But I'll. But yeah, I guess I'll tell them happy birthday. <laughs> um. Yeah. I want to get into what I've been playing because I've been playing some sweet stuff. Well, one um, of them you've been playing a while and you can finally talk about. So. Right. I mentioned it last week that I had been playing Splatoon. Yes. Um, as of that recording, I hadn't finished it yet. As of now, I have finished Splatoon. Okay. Let's, uh, so you know, if ask me anything about Splatoon. I know the answer. Is it good? Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. My one complaint with it primarily is i don't particularly like the aiming controls Mm. 
you have to aim, and it's it's only up and down, really. I guess you can aim left and right, but so you have to move the gamepad using the gyroscope. Okay. Um, so you're tilting the gamepad to aim, which is annoying. And they even get like it has the gamepad has a right analog stick, and it allows you to go left and right with that. You just can't go up and down, which is odd. Like, why are you only giving me half controls with this stick? Um. And I think hmm. you can also rotate the gamepad to aim left and right. So you could have, you could just stick to one of them. But it would have been nice if I could just stick to only the analog stick primarily as my aiming uh, mm-hmm. uh, control input. Um, that's mainly it. Apart from that, the game is real fluid, pun intended. Okay, uh, it's fast. It's definitely it's really fast when you tr- when you transform into the squid. By like holding down left trigger and then you're able to swim through your paint, uh, you just you just book it. Um, so things are constantly exploding and splatting, and the music like it's it's got a real like kind of jet grind radio um, aesthetic to it, and yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Um, actually, you know what? Another thing that's that, that kind of put me off that I'm thinking about it again mm-hmm. is you only have access to two of the maps each day wait what (laughs) yeah i don't i can't remember exactly how many of the maps there are but if you're not playing ranked battles which you can't play ranked battles until you reach uh level 10 in in your multiplayer level by you know by gaining experience by playing online games so if you're not playing ranked battles and you're just playing standard like player matches, you can only play two of the of the uh, maps and they rotate each day. So when you turn the game on, you have to go through this quick little dialogue thing of them explaining which maps are available, which is kind of annoying because you can't skip it. And you have to listen to that every single day and it's like the same God, text. That's terrible. Which is annoying. And then you get to play the two of those for that day. If you are... Uh, level 10 and up you can play ranked and there'll be one or two more uh different maps that you Uh can play as some of which are never Mm -hmm. even available to you in player matches um so for the majority of my time playing online i i only saw a subset of the maps and can only play them two at a time hmm okay yeah interesting so that, that that was that was a bit of a bummer. Yeah, that um, doesn't sound great. <laughs> like especially when you because they don't swap out both the maps each day. So sometimes you'll play two maps, then the second day you'll come to it, and um, only one of the maps will have been switched out. So you get to play one new map and one that you played a bunch yesterday. Huh. Um, well, so that that's that does kind of suck. What if you really um, liked a map from yesterday, though? Then that's kind of cool. I, I guess that's kind of cool. I guess for sure. Or just I give me wish... the option to always play that map if I want to. Yeah, just give me all the maps yeah, all the time. Like, yeah. I don't. Why not? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Is why is why not? Um, Only in the fun hostage. <laughs> actually, you know, sp- speaking of which, um, I was trying to remember what that slogan was. <laughs> Like yesterday, I think it was yesterday. I was like, "What was the quote we came up with? We're making fun of e- Nintendo at E3, and it, yeah, you're right. It's holding the fun hostage. What a coincidence!" Yeah, I can't even remember why we came up with that. Because Nintendo always does that 
Like, but it must have been something. What was, specifically? What from E3 last like, year? What started what, it? Yeah, like what were we like? Why is Nintendo doing this? It's clearly them holding the fun hostage. Why are they doing that? And for the life of me, I cannot remember. If you're a super Maybe. fan, write in to topdownperspective at gmail.com <laughs> and tell us why that started. Yeah. If anyone in the chat remembers oh, basically a year ago episodes where we determined Nintendo was holding the fun hostage. I'm trying to think, what what would they what were they talking about last E3? They were they mentioned mm-hmm. I think they announced Splatoon. Um they must have talked about Smash Bros. Amiibos, I don't even know. I don't even know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, if anyone can remember why Nintendo is something to do with hostage, online, that yeah, the chat's saying it had something to do with online, but I really, I can't, I can't quite remember it. Anyway, no. um, I guess yes. Continuing their great scheme of holding the fun hostage, Nintendo will <laughs> let you play two, maybe, maybe three or four maps uh, a day. Um, so that's that's just really odd. Um, other than that, though, the story mode is um, is pretty fun. Specifically, the way you um, choose between each of the levels you play through, like it's kind of like an overworld mm. where you're running around, and it's cool because there are these big structures that you're like climbing, and because you can also turn into a squid and, and and swim up walls. So there's this kind of jungle gym that you get to play in while finding, literally finding where the next level is. Um, so, that, so I actually had a lot of fun just, fu- just with that overworld part, uh, which is hard to say. Cause if you think of like a Mario who has fun on the overworld, right? You just walk to the next level. Yeah, exactly. But, but I actually did have fun finding each, each world and cause they're, they're all invisible until you get close enough and you <laughs> see like the light shimmering, then you paint them to, Oh, here's the opening to the next world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can customize your character with different outfits and stuff. And there's tons in, of different weapons, um, the roller is pretty fun because that's just completely different from using the guns. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a close ranged uh one a uh, cr- close range weapon uh, that that can put a lot of paint down at once because it's like a paint roller. So yeah, overall I had a I had a good deal of fun with it. Um, I'll be writing up a review sometime this week. Okay. Um, how would you compare it to like? Okay, so get this right. My favorite game right. ever is Call of Duty. My name on Xbox is XOXO Call of Duty Guy XOXO. Right. So will I like I, this? F- fully aware, yes. Um, will you like this? <laughs> I No? Okay. Okay. So that's <laughs> I mean, what I'm kind of getting at is like it doesn't play like an average Like how shooter. hardcore is it? See, yeah, you know... <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't say it's that hardcore because... In terms of like analyzing it from a shooter perspective, um, you have to pump in a lot of paint at, on people before they'll explode. The whole sliding through the the um, the paint is completely unique, um, which I guess someone could argue, considering a lot of shooters are kind of going like the sci-fi route and they're like having double jumps and yeah. stuff now, yeah. and the speed boosts. Um, but still, being able to basically go underground um, was kind of unique. Climbing up the walls is is a lot of fun. If I had to try and compare it to any kind of specific shooter, feeling wise, nah, it's it's kind of unique. Cool. Um, but I wouldn't say it feels like like kitty in any way. Like I I would think if you are into shooters, you you might get uh, something out of it still. 
I'm being um, uh, junkie in the chat saying it's more like the TF2 kind of audience. Uh, yeah, sure. That that's pretty lighthearted too. Although people can get like pretty crazy with TF2. I know a guy who um, almost has a thousand hours in TF2, and I don't know what he's doing with his life. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, another question in the chat: uh, Can you use the Pro Controller? I'm actually not sure. I don't have a Pro Controller. I was just using the um, the gamepad. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, I guess I should also mention. Cool. Yeah, I think you can. Um, because I know you can play multiplayer, and then the other person can use. Actually, you know, maybe not. Because I know when when I was saying the multiplayer option, you could use a Wii Mote and Nunchuck. It specifically said. I'm not sure if it said the uh, the Pro Controller. So, but I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. There's nothing you like, as long as they let you use the right analog stick for all of your aiming, which I don't see how like it should be possible. Yeah. Then I would assume you could. Homer's saying, I know you but, can use a pro for second player. Right, okay. So, um, like, remember, this is the company that put out uh, New Super Mario Bros. U without pro co- controller support originally. Right, right. So, um, holding the fun hostage yeah. once again. Yeah. Uh, possibly reigning supreme. Um, also, someone's saying you can turn the motion controls off in the demo. Surely you can in the single player too. You know, I really didn't look in the options um, because <laughs> even though the controls were a bit annoying, I got used to them. Yeah. Uh, after a bit, and then it just kind of worked. Like I said, it's not that hardcore of a shooter. Um, and uh, what I was about to get into is even though you are you can shoot and attack the other opponents, your real goal in the multiplayer is painting as much of the area as you can like it doesn't matter how many kills you get um at the end of the day it shows you an overview a top-down perspective if you uh, if you will if you will follow me down this hole Uh, hey i'm following preach it i hope so a a a top-down perspective of the map covered in paint Mm -hmm. and then a percentage meter on both sides of and who got the most paint that's the winner um which is interesting because you could just try and ignore people and try and paint like walls and stuff, which, you know, I often did. Like I was trying to see which walls are paintable and I would do that or, you know, so there's, there's plenty of different options, which, which is definitely fun and unique. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I will say the final boss is pretty interesting. There's boss fights, which were always quite fun. Um, they use the the mechanics uh, in a bunch of different uh, ways, the whole painting stuff. So that's uh, that was pretty exciting. Cool. I enjoyed Splatoon. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, what about VLR? VLR. Yeah. So I just finished that today, just like an hour before we started this podcast. I wrapped up VLR, hundred percent. Saw every single ending. Okay. Um, which is something I didn't do in 999. In 999, I think I saw three endings, two of which you have to see because one's the actual ending. Um, but uh, VLR, you definitely need to see a lot more of the endings, almost all of them. But. Um, Did you feel yeah, good about that, it overall? Uh, overall, yes. Uh, it left me on a bit uh, more of a sour note than 999 did. I think I like. I think I enjoyed playing VLR more than 999, but I think the conclusion I preferred 
was 999 over VLR. VLR ends on like a cliffhanger that really tries to set up where the next game could go. Uh-huh. Whereas 999 um, really kind of uh, answered like every question going on and then had one final cliffhanger that was like, well, that's a, what is that about? Whereas, yeah, like I said, VLR is more at the end, kind of setting up what the third game might be. From which I've, what I've been hearing, kind of following that a bit, is that game is having very hard times getting funded. It might not come out, or it might only come out in Japan, which would be a, which would be a huge bummer. Yeah, um, I mean, I still need to get into those games. So, right, I know you were kind of looking at prices last week. Did you end up purchasing anything, or are you just looking? Uh, no, I was just looking. I right. Like, yeah, I know people say it's really good. I haven't just bitten the bullet yet, though. I will. 999 is real good. Um, I, I, I like visual novels. What can I say? Yeah. Um, we were saying Hotel Dusk. That shit Hotel was great. Dusk is, Hotel Dusk is real good. Yeah, yeah. Ghost Trick. Everyone on Top Down Perspective knows Ghost Trick is a great game. That's not true, because I don't know it. We, I meant, like, the listeners out there. Yes. Um... They're all smarter than me, though, so that's fine. But, um, like, yeah, so, yeah, I'm just reading people in the chat are saying uh, some VLR praise. VLR is great. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun with it. There's um there's some good twists uh, and there's some also ones at the end where I just felt this is getting a bit silly and like I don't I, you know, I, I can't totally follow your suspension of disbelief in this case. But gotcha. Yeah. Overall, fun time. It took me 32 hours. I think the last two hours were literally just reading info dumps about here's how everything is going on, which is always fun. Um, I like it when the game tries to wrap up absolutely everything, so that that was good to see. Um, and, yeah, so it's nice that I can finally, finally put my Vita down and play something else. Yes. Uh, go back and to your DS. Speak, speak, speaking of which, yeah, go back. Specifically, yeah, I was going to say go back to my DS because I got a code for... Uh, Puzzles and Dragons Z plus Super Mario Puzzles and Dragons. Oh my god! Thing is, a a review code came in for that, and I figured, well, now I have, now I know for sure which uh, system I'm bringing on my trip. That's so good. That is great timing. (laughs) It is. It is really good timing for sure because that's that's two games in one, and it's probably meaty enough that it'll be good on a plane. Specifically, while listening to a podcast, it should be. I'm I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I've been hearing some good stuff. Um. And also, I was trying to figure out how can I get my my 3ds to uh, to Europe to charge because last time I was in Europe, it wouldn't the voltage wasn't correct for the like the wall adapter. Yeah, like I had the I had the adapter, but I didn't. It wasn't a converter, and so my 3ds wouldn't charge. My phone would charge, but my 3ds wasn't. And I think hmm. my solution, and I'm hoping this works. If anyone out there uh, thinks I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, but I'm bringing an external battery, uh, USB powered, you know, in case I'm out and about and I need to charge my phone or something. And I just ordered on Amazon a 3DS uh, to USB cable. Okay. So, so I'm hoping I could charge my my 3DS through USB because I'm bringing my iPhone dock or charge my uh, my external battery and then charge my 3DS off that. Sure. And I'm assuming since my iPhone was able to get power through the the USB dock last time, that anything else will be able to through the uh, I through the USB dock. So hopefully that'll 
that'll do it, and I'm not walking around with a dead 3DS again for a week and a half. Yeah. You got to um, get those street passes, those regions I, unlocked. I, I really, really <laughs> want those street passes. You have no idea. Yeah. And like, because I'm staying in hostels, right? Yes. Hostels are a mm-hmm. gold mine <laughs> for foreign street passes because they might not even be from Europe. Yeah, exactly. Right? And I'm. They might be thing, from San Francisco area. <laughs> oh, man, wouldn't that suck? <laughs> but like, and I'm, I'm from Canada. I'm a hot commodity. They want me over there. It's true. You're the I'm rarest like, breed of human. Exactly. Right? Like, it's a big country, but there's not a lot of us. Right. I'm like a, I'm like a sirloin steak. Everyone wants some of that. It's true. Not yeah, only that, I'm, but you're technically an American right now, too. So you are Canadian living in America. So you are like the hottest right. of topics right now. Although, although that has nothing to do with street passing. No, but it could. It, it mean, does when you're there no. because you're I, a Canadian guess, yeah. in America. That's true. When when all the San Franciscans or whatever are walking around and they're like, whoa, Canadian, whoa, cool. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Um, that's true. I'm always I'm always a hot topic. That's true. That's true. Um So yeah, hopefully I'll be uh starting that up at some point and playing that over my trip. Uh although I have a lot of three DS games to play uh right now, but we can talk about that in the news section. Um Let's. I'm going to briefly talk about Game of Thrones uh, episode four, Telltale's Game of Thrones. Okay. Started, finished that last night. Came out yesterday. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. All one sitting. Uh. Pretty. Uh. Fairly good episode. A good bit of uh action at the end. A lot of kind of um sneaking around sections. So some good suspense. I think I preferred episode three. Uh. More just from what was going on and the and kind of what you were put up against four seems like it's kind of setting up uh, a lot of stuff to happen. Okay. Um, Makes but for sense. the most part I was, uh, I was enjoying my time with it. Um, I'll, I'll have more detailed write up thoughts again, uh, on comic book bin this week, like, uh, like with Sp- Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that those, uh, continue to be fun. Uh, I'm, I like episodic games. I like that. There's so many happening. Those are always fun. Yeah. Um, specifically, let let us both now talk a bit about Life is Strange episode three. Oh my God! How do you talk a bit about it without ruining everything? That's why we're only talking a little bit about it. Um. So yeah, this came out last week. Yes. Another awesome episode, right? Like these guys just keep hitting it out of the park. So there's one thing I want to bring up, and I'm going to do this as vaguely as possible. Okay. But there's still a chance that somebody might like get an idea. So maybe just keep that in mind. It'll only be like a second here. What okay, ha- so what you're saying what you're saying, hang on. Is if someone wants like a completely clean playthrough of this game, maybe don't listen to the next few minutes, but we're gonna try our best. I'm not even gonna name names or what happens. I'm just gonna say okay. that something that happens in this episode feels like if they do it wrong could undermine the reason why I played the other two just completely. Are you okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and respond to that. Um, are you saying maybe it's getting too big? It's not as grounded. I'm saying maybe it's getting to the point they could make it so that like all of the work and stuff I put into the first two episodes and all the stuff I love doing and finding out about that place might be for naught completely. Like it might have just been a red herring because maybe something changed. Okay, well, I'm not 100% sure what you're specifically talking about, but I can't ask you more about it. Um, 
I have like a big question um, because for episode two, your episode and my episode ended quite differently. Yes. And that was a huge point going through episode three for me. So really? I was wondering, I'm like, what is yours? What What's going on in yours? They, like, they've mentioned it in passing a few times, but nothing big. Because, like, at the end of episode two, for me, something bad happened, right? Yes. Whereas for you, you had a good outcome. Nothing really happened, right? It was it was like a it was anticlimactic. There was a non-event. Yeah, sure. Um. So at the beginning of mine episode, everyone is just like, "Oh crap, that happened!" And for like the first half of the episode, everyone is talking about it, and they're all bummed out. What's going on in yours? Is it just like? A normal, like, we're just hanging out at school? Like, what's... Well, everybody's kind of, like, still mixed up as to are what they happened. Ju- are they just, like, shocked that it almost happened? Kind yes, of? exactly. So it's kind oh, of the same thing. Okay, but it's... Okay. It hasn't taken a play, like, done anything with the actual story outcome of three yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and again, because uh, with the way episode three ends... Yes. So you basically... You get you get a new power, kind of right. It's all about time, you know, time manipulation. You get a new power. I wouldn't say it's a new power. I I would say it's like maybe the snowball effect of using your sure. You're 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 getting better with time. Your time travel. Sure, we won't go into it any more than that. Sure. And I'm just wondering now, because obviously they're going to try and write write the wrong that happened for me in episode two, but that didn't happen for you. So it's like, are they not going to address that? Because that seems like like the first thing. That she that Max wants to do is fix what happened in episode two, but in your your game, she doesn't have to worry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I'm curious what's gonna where that's gonna go. Well, this is what the problem is: is that I love what they're doing right now. They are taking a huge chance, and I am scared and excited to see how they do this because they could use this and fuck up like everything, <laughs> or they could make it so intriguing. But right now, how I feel about it is that, first of all, the ending of three, if people haven't been playing this series, you have to, and you have to see the ending of three, at least, because I'm not going to spoil any of that here. But, like, even as it stands for itself, it is a perfect culmination of, like, the middle point of this series. Like, something big happened, and now there's going to be, I don't know how they're going to fit in, like, in the next two episodes run off from that. But anyways, something huge happens, but... My problem with it is that it feels like it could undermine the reason why you would play anything at the beginning two episodes at all. Because if, let's just say if she had this power, it doesn't matter what you've ever done. <laughs> ever. I guess, but, you know, the character's evolving. That it's, that seems that seems good for a story. Characters, characters have to evolve and grow, and she's yeah, doing that. Yeah, it seems good. And I hope it stays good. That's I'm just a little worried that they could do something weird. But okay, well I'm sure not everything's going to be peachy for Max and the people of no Acadia mm-hmm. Bay or whatever. So no, um, but yeah, no episode three still great. Um, continuing your and my extensive coverage on what kind of school is she part of? Uh, some new evidence has been uncovered that I noticed. Um, the stepdad refers to them all as like dumb college kids. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. They're in college. Uh, then you find out she's 18 
which okay for freshmen at college but then they just keep saying high school <laughs> so once again i have no idea what this school is hmm. um uh yeah um but you know the hunt will continue we will hopefully figure out what is happening with this school system is it like grade 13 this, is it maybe some kind of summer school? this is the only thing that's interested you in this i'm pretty series. sure i'm pretty sure that's the big question and i hope by it's episode more- five we have a good conclusion that uh that really kind of brings everything full circle and makes us realize oh they were hinting at this all along that was the big mystery so we can only hold up for that but what else have you been playing okay i've started the witcher 3 and how how familiar are you with Witcher games? Um, I know they exist. Okay. Okay, that's a pretty good start. <laughs> so uh, I haven't played any of them, but I hear three is real, real good. It is. Uh, so the Witcher games basically very lore and story focused because they there's books on this as well. Or did whatever. you read the books? No. Like, you didn't read the books. What kind of fan are you? I'm not a huge one, honestly. Like the story, stories and games are not really something I go to games for primarily, which is why it's weird that I like Life is Strange so much. And that's why you should play it because it does something interesting with the story. But anyways, so the story is not too important to me. I don't really like the main character in the Witcher games, but mechanically, I really like how they play. Like I really like the combat systems in them. Um, I'm trying to compare it to something right now, but the only thing that I could say would be like The Witcher 2, where they streamlined it a little bit more. (laughs) So, Hang on. You're saying mm. if fans of Witcher 2 will find something they like in Witcher 3? Yeah. Okay, wow. All right. (laughs) Go figure, right? I'm glad people come to this podcast for all the 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 good breaking news. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, but, like, for me, it is just one of the things where I really like the world it's set in, the, like, kind of gross, almost Black Plague-like medieval times where, like, there's just monsters running around and you're playing basically, like, a medieval Ghostbuster who gets paid to go around and kill the monsters for people. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a really nice atmosphere and stuff I can get behind. I really like, I grew up, like, loving the folklore monsters and all that sort of stuff, like the Griffins and like the swamp people and like all this weird, gross shit. So there's that mechanically. It plays very well. It's uh, it plays kind of like a hack and slash, like maybe a devil may cry, but not stylistic and fast, but more methodical and slow with like a lot of dodging and stuff almost between somewhere between like a devil may cry and a dark souls with the combat so it plays very nice in that regard you have your rpg elements where you level stuff up you get new like you get objectives to get more money into new items and stuff like that so it's just one of these open world games that you can lose yourself in for a while and that's what i've kind of been doing so it's been a good time hearing a lot of complaints about the character movement feeling weird yeah so you're always kind of in a run so you can overshoot things weird because yeah, you have a weird turning I, momentum. Like it's kind of um, like did you, did you play the Uncharted games? Yes. It's kind, is it kind of like Nathan Drake where he's he like there's a lot of animation priority where he's always taking a couple steps too far? Or there, something? Yeah, there is a turning momentum, and it's, yeah, yeah, but it's 
I would say it's worse than the Uncharted games. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So it feels kind of gross, but um, yeah, I like it. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's one of these games that I've played three hours of, and people say there's like two hour two hundred hours worth of content. So basically, the only thing I can say about it right now is that I will be playing more of it, and I've enjoyed what I've played so far for the sixty dollar price tag. And remind me, sorry, did you play any of the other Witcher games? Yes, I played most okay. of one and probably two hours of two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. And you're playing the PC version, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing just great things. GameSpot gave that a 10. Yeah, so the PC so. version is really well optimized, runs really good, looks beautiful. And yeah, it. I mean, it's what you would expect from like, a studio that has done a game before basically i also kind of like that they take the stance of like there's no what are they called like exclusives uh, retailer exclusive no like dlcs day one none of that stuff you buy the game and you play it like it's pretty cool it's kind of nice to have that again right right I, yeah but um, um i'm looking forward to playing more of it i need to play more before I can talk going, more about going it. Going back to the books for a quick second, have you ever read any like ancillary um Yeah, I've read media all the, for games? I've read all the Mass Effect ones. And I didn't know that. So have I. Have you read all four? What was the last one? I might have missed the last one. It was really bad and everyone hated it. Like it was factually incorrect in a lot of sense. What was the name of it? Oh man, I don't even remember. Dude, that was like f- four years ago. Hang on. I I might not have because I don't remember hating any of the Mass Effect books I read. So <laughs> if everyone hated it, either I liked it or I didn't read it. Deception. No, that doesn't okay. sound familiar to me. Yeah. So the first three were like a trilogy. Yes. Basically. Yes. And they were they were all good. They were. About I the thought same there was author. only three. There was well, originally there was three. Then they put out another one, new author, had the same character in it. Which was odd because at the end of three, they like they they tied a bow on that. Yeah, and I remember when it came out because I was like because I was really into the books at the time, so I kind of read them all back to back. And um, I remember they the fans literally put together a Google Doc of all the factual errors. I remember that it was hearing about from the, this from the Mass Effect universe stuff like one of the characters just like stabbing a Krogan in the back, and then they would be like, "You can't." The back of his neck is literally <laughs> like rock. Yes, it's true. Um, I remember yeah, hearing weird. about that spreadsheet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend reading it. There's no real point. But those okay. first three books are are enjoyable. So yeah, uh, I was actually yeah. That's why that's what I was thinking of when you mentioned. It. I always wanted to read the comics, um, but just never really got the comi- to it. Uh, I've read one. I think it it was like a just random one sitting on a comic book store shelf so i bought it it's somewhere okay. around here yeah i want to pick up a few of the trades because there's a few of them now i think so. what was uh the one chick's name aria 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 do you know who i'm talking about the like the, the, the blue girl yeah the leader of like that outpost yeah, to or sony or something sony. yeah it was like a three or f- to five arc of basically her losing like being overthrown and then taking it back it was pretty cool yeah someone in that chat is asking the comics are dark horse i believe i believe you're correct yes. yeah they're from dark dark horse yeah yes um other than that i've read a book of uh dragon age that was really cool and made me really like dragon age origins a lot more and i've read two warcraft books 
Okay. I read um I read an uh, Assassin's Creed book. Yeah. That literally just was the exact story from Assassin's Creed 2. Amazing. So that was kind of, that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um I also read the Alan Wake book uh which once again was the just the story from Alan Wake. <laughs> so that was also just kind of a bummer. <laughs> um That's really lame. Yeah, yeah, like I thought I don't know what I was expecting from them, but it, I was just reading them around the time those games came out and I was just like, I really like Alan Wake. Yeah, I want to read this. Oh, this is this is the game I played. Okay. Well, well, okay. shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, and I'm trying to think if I've done any others. Um I mean, I watched some Sonic cartoons. Fuck yeah, you did. I did that all my life, yo. I love those. I saw I saw that Prince of Persia movie. Yeah, I did too. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Chesty Jake Gyllenhaal. Very chesty. Um, uh, actually, I have another one of the Assassin's Creed books, I think. Or wait, no, no, I don't. I remember there was another one coming out, and it was just the story of Brotherhood, and I was like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Not happening. Didn't pick that up. Okay, cool. Um, but you've been playing Elite Dangerous. I've been playing Elite Dangerous. It is With an cool. Oculus Rift? I wish. I actually want an... Okay, so this is legitimately the first game I've ever played where I'm looking into buying a flight stick. Whoa. Okay, Yeah. Cool. So... Uh, do you know what... Do you, are you like... Do you know what flight stick you want, or are you no. just starting to think of it? I just started to, like, look around. Apparently, some friends of mine that have been playing as well say that there's one that the developers were using and they say it's only 150 bucks so i might just jump on that bandwagon do you know what that one's called i don't know i'd have to look maybe because i've definitely heard it before because a few of the podcasts i listen to they're talking they talked about it um hoss is definitely a name i don't know if it's the one but it's ringing some bells but yes i know there is a one that the developers specifically use that they like modeled it so yeah you should look into that yeah i will for sure so Anybody that doesn't know Elite Dangerous is basically flying around in space simulator, and it's great. It does that very well. So you can do some different things, like basically to get money, you have to kind of just do courier missions, and but that's kind of okay because you're going to be spending a lot of time just learning the ins and outs of flying around and moving your ship around like you have this game doesn't do anything for you there's no like even automatic docking procedure you have to land your ship on the right spaceport and like then lock in and stuff and yeah do you like flight sims like not particularly but there's something about this it i don't know what it is i think it's just the freedom like you can get throw yourself into a weird spin really easily because the i've been using mouse and keyboard and the mouse controls are kind of touchy which is why i want a flight stick but um it it's really good for just listening to music or podcasts and chilling out a bit traveling around from like star system to star system like bringing like couriering oh my god i can't talk today like shipping goods around for people and uh as you get like better ships you can do bounty hunting you can like do whatever you want you can be like a space pirate and hijack people so i'm really looking forward to getting good but first of all i need to get better at flying (laughs) ship because i've been crashing a few times it's it's not easy to navigate those menus so when you're not docking ships what is what are you doing what's the point of the game uh, basically just taking jobs to, for money 
until you can like upgrade your ships and cannons and shields, whatever. And then I will probably like I have a group of friends that we're all playing together. I'm trying to get up to like whatever ships they're using, and then we can just start like hijacking people. I think so. That'll is be there fun. like PvP? Oh yeah, like you can shoot people okay. down and all that stuff if you want. Cool. You steal all their cool. shit. So all right, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting better at that game, and I'm getting asked, uh, would you get an Oculus Rift for this game? Not only for this game, but I've been wanting a, an Oculus Rift for a while to play around with. This is definitely one that would be a contender for making me pull the trigger finally it's not even out yet though right it's still like a dev kit yep i think you should you should just wait for the actual one to come out that's kind of what i want to do so that there's actual support for it for consumers and like you don't have to tinker around with a dev kit right exactly yeah and it'll just be a better product that's it and it'll be like maybe cheaper too a little bit so we'll see. Yep. Um, yep. Other than that, that's all I've been playing. So, all right, uh, let's go on to a little bit of news. Um, I'm gonna start with the big one because this this literally shocked me when I heard about this. Uh, new humble bundle out. Yeah, for Nintendo games. Well, games on a Nintendo on Nintendo systems. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, because so when you said like, for Nintendo games, I was like, you can buy Mario and Humble. What the fuck? <laughs> Well, just on Nintendo systems. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was shocked. This is a company that doesn't know the internet exists. Right. They barely know downloadable content exists. They barely know that they, they have fans. They hold fun for hostage on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, yet this is of the three big you know console manufacturers, the first ones have that have touched into the Humble Bundle. Like... I could see Sony doing this. They have a huge push for indies right now. I could see Microsoft doing this. They know the internet. Like, they yes. have a great internet uh, uh, structure uh, ecosystem with their systems. But Nintendo being the first one, I would never have guessed this. Yeah, me neither. Ever. So, um, so I definitely bought it. Like, I got to support that. I got to show Nintendo that I, if they if they reach out to the internet... I will give them money. Um, for those curious, the games right now, um, for the pay what you want part, it's a Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition uh, for the Wii U. Whoa, Dave on th- uh, 3DS. Yep. Mighty Switch Force on 3DS, which that was one of the ones I was definitely excited about because John is always raving about it's the really Mighty good. Switch Force game. It's really good. Um, if you pay more than $10, you get uh, Stealth Inc. 2 and SteamWorld Dig. Uh, both of those are on Wii U. Uh, you also get a uh, Steam World Dig on 3DS as well. Yep. And then if you pay more than the average, which is currently nine twenty four. Yep. You get the Fall on Wii U, which um, I've been excited to play ever since it wasn't uh, working properly on my PC. And when Giant Bomb gave it their Story of the Year for twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, Ollie Ollie, just the first one on Wii U and 3DS, and. Moon Chronicles Episode 1 on the 3DS, which I watched the trailer, and it looks bad, but sure, you get that as well. More games coming soon, obviously. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's not the most exciting news, but just from, like, an industry standpoint, I thought this was crazy. It's honestly quite big, because Humble Bundle is finally, like, reaching out to real consoles, not just, like, the mobile market. 
Well, they've been doing PC, like, right? Like it's yeah, been, exactly. Done PC. They've done Android, and they've done you know ebooks. Yes, and and audiobooks, I guess. No, this is a that's, huge step for them. It's really good. So this is this is totally great, and I want this to happen on on more consoles for sure. I'm just so surprised that it was Nintendo first. I, if you had asked me, I would have been like probably Sony or Microsoft. Sony's doing. I, I, my, if you had to, if I had to name one, I would have gone Sony because they have such a push for indie games and just getting the weirdest stuff on their systems right now. Yes, um, that's what I, that's what I definitely would have guessed it with. But um, uh, that's just that's great. Someone in the chat is asking. Only heard of Humble Bundle. What exactly do you do? Um, Humble Bundle is a service. Uh, HumbleBundle.com, where you can pay what you want for a bundle of games. Yes. Which there's like a new bundle every three days now. Um, back in our day, it was like a bundle every three months. Yeah. And they were always amazing. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say they're amazing so much anymore, uh, but they're still great deals if you're interested in those games. Um, Final Deluxe is saying Nintendo's been really indie friendly as of late. That is true. Yeah. Um, still just a shock to me, but a great, a great step forward. Yeah, I'm, this is totally awesome. One thing I'm bummed out about, if it's true, they were saying in the chat that it's region locked to USA only, I like to the Americas. Oh, is that true? And if that's true, that's kind of a bummer. That is a total bummer. I don't even know why that would be. Because Nintendo of America makes smart decisions. How it's Nintendo of it Japan Are... that does all the dumb shit. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how you'd even figure that out. Like, how far into the process? Like, if you go to the page, does it just look normal for you? It's just normal for me. I'm guessing maybe they figured out because they live in the EU and tried buying it, and it wouldn't let maybe. them. Um, and yeah, a couple of people are saying yeah, only for America. That's a huge bummer. Yes. Um, um, but for once, I get to just smile at that because they like, are holding I'm- the fun hostage for the rest of the world. <laughs> Yeah, that's region lock stuff is silly, but that's about that. Well, you know that 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 dampened things for me, but um, a little bit. I mean, I mentioned earlier I have a bunch of stuff on my 3ds to play now. Uh, it, that's because of that. I have I I downloaded. You'll have even more too because they're going to be announcing what the more games coming soon is soon. Right, I am leaving in just over a week, so I don't know if they'll add more. But if they do, that would be real cool. They will. Um, I, I really wish the fall was on 3ds. I know it's it, it wouldn't look great, um, mm-hmm. but that's out of all of them. It was like I want to play the fall. I really want to play the fall. And John keeps talking about Mighty Switch, uh, Switch Force, so I'll play that one for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we also got the list of the PlayStation Plus games. Yep. Another just great list. Like way to go, Sony. Um, starting off PlayStation Four, Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Fuck yeah! That's a great. That's a great get. Like. That's awesome. Um, Skulls of the Shogun, Bonafide Edition for PS4. Uh, that's a fun uh, tactics RPG. Uh, I've played a few levels of that. Um, kind of a neat twist on the tactics games. So if you like Fire Emblem, you'll probably be into that. Oh my god, I just saw what the last two games are. Uh, anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, Super Exploding Zoo for PlayStation Vita and PS4. I don't know what that is. Me neither. But they... Nin- Sony keeps putting weird games in their PlayStation Plus lineup that I'm finding quite delightful, so I will check that out. Sure. Future Idiom EP Deluxe for PS Vita and PlayStation 4. I have no idea what that is either. Guess I'll check that out. Um, and then two that I won't 
play be playing because my PS3 is no longer with uh, me. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, some great games. Call of War as Gunslinger, which was just a it's ton of so fun. good. If anybody so, should check that out if they can. Yeah, I played. Um, I played a good chunk of the PC version. That was a lot of fun. And then Cloudberry Kingdom on PS3. Uh, that's a great. That's a great platformer. John, huge fan of that game. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure lots of. I'm sure lots of our listeners know John's history with that game. Yeah. Um, it's really good. But yeah. So uh, there's that. Um, people are saying rest in peace. My PlayStation Three. It's at my parents' house. It's functioning. I I just I don't play it anymore. <laughs> No, it's, it's dead. It's you just, I got my PS4. You just can't move on. You don't want to admit it's dead. <laughs> Push F in chat to pay respects to Sean's PS3. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I put this in here because maybe you'd find it exciting. Yeah. Resident Evil Zero HD remastered coming early 2016. I will have it by the end of the year from the Japanese PlayStation Store, I'm sure. <laughs> there you guys go. <laughs> Um, I'm so stoked! I love that game, kind of. It's not very good, but I want a remaster of it, so I'm stoked. Alright, we're up to four, five people who have paid respect. <laughs> Six, seven people have now paid respect. Eight um, people paying <laughs> respect to my PS3, which is fine. It's My PS3 is fine, by the way, as I just said. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's literally in its box, in a closet. There's It's, it's totally functional. Um, to pay respects to Sean's PS3, topdownperspective at gmail.com. Send us a message saying F. Oh, that's <laughs> nine, ten, pe- ten people? All right. Um, this was just a short thing. Uh, they announced, uh, or they saw, I should say, because it was quietly put out there. Um, Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat X on the 360 and PS3 delayed to fall. I didn't know it wasn't out, but apparently it was supposed to be coming in June. It's been pushed back, and GameStop has it on their website currently as December 31st, which will be a placeholder title. Uh, so I'm still assuming fall, I guess. But that's just kind of weird that that's getting pushed back so far. Yeah. Where were we at? 10 people, now we're at 11? All right. Um, <laughs> and then last little bit, again, kind of a rumory thing. The Xbox, game, Xbox One Game Store uh, has a release date for the new Need for Speed game as November 3rd. No actual confirmation, but that's the that's the uh, release date they have put in on their website. You can see that right now. Yeah, um, which seems like a totally reasonable <laughs> date. You know, fall November. So there's that. Yeah. Um, that was it for the news. Let's go through all these questions. Oh man, so many questions. How do people send us questions? If you wanted to add to the pile, you should have sent it earlier. But you can do so for next week by going topdownperspective at gmail dot com. Or TDP podcasts on Twitter, or I think there's a Facebook, which is Top Down Perspective. I mean, you could probably talk to us on Twitter at our own private things if you want. There's a subreddit, TDP. There's a few ways there's you just, can do that. There's just so much. There's, there's too so much. many ways, but seriously, email is probably the best way that we will always see. Maybe don't use the subreddit for <laughs> questions you want answered right away. <laughs> email and Twitter are definitely the ones email and that Twitter. get checked the most. Yeah. Okay, this first one comes in from Dynamu. If you could be one character from the Smash Bros. roster, who would you be? He would be Ness. Hmm. If I could be one character? Yep. Oh, man. Captain Falcon would be fun. On with those, uh, with his, with the space cars. Yeah. I would also enjoy Olimar, because just checking out those planets and hanging out with Pikmin seems cool. 
think this is where you put in like a gross comment saying if I was Link, I could bang Zelda. I mean, I don't think you have to put that comment in there, <laughs> but but we're it's too late now. So that's 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 in the podcast forever. Yeah. In all honesty, I would probably be Pokemon trainer because oh, that that's a good one. I would have Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> then you'd have Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. That would that's a cool one. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Uh, DJ writes in. Sometimes games are smash successes critically, and while those games provide enormous amounts of enjoyment for us, we often feel like they can't do better with that concept. My question this time around, what specifically do you think it would take to make, as of now, hypothetical Shovel Knight and Ori sequels equal or surpass their predecessors, or is DLC the only way they can add to these titles? Hmm. I'm a little confused with the question. So so is he asking that when a game comes out and it's so good, there's no way a sequel can be that good? Like, they've, they've done it? Like, I think the question is, like, is there a way that you can make these great games better in a second game? Or do you just add on to the thing that's already a good if groundwork? You just, you just make more of it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then he specifically is asking about Shovel Knight and Ori sequels. Well, more levels is clearly the easiest way, but that would be a DLC kind of, kind of move. With Ori, yeah, DLC for Shovel Knight, Ori, a sequel would be better just because it's a contained thing. I think Ori would be really hard because the um, immediately I think add an add a new p- traversal power and that would change everything up. But then that yeah. would break the entire world. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why you would need an actual sequel. Whereas I think you could just do DLC with something like Shovel Knight. Right. I think a sequel for Ori would also be odd narratively. <clears throat> oh fuck um, yeah! Yeah, like yeah, it would be. I, I like yeah, exactly. I don't really want an Ori two. I, I don't know where that would go because this. Oh man, the catastrophe happened again. Again, <laughs> like it, it it just would make no sense. Um, Shovel Knight, I could easily see a Shovel Knight too. Yep. Um, I'm just wondering, like, do you give him a new power? Because I felt like his limited power set was kind of uh, like ideal. Like it was kind of nice, and it was you know it was old school in which he can only do like he has like this one move. I think what you would do is you would make a new game, and um shield knight would be with you because you were looking for her in the first one and when you find her like roughly around the end like the second game would just be you could maybe switch between them for different puzzles maybe, or something maybe kind of a mario and luigi yeah. thing where luigi jumps higher yes exactly yeah that would be kind of cool but i think i think making a shovel knight too yeah it would be very mario-esque mm-hmm. in terms of like it would be basically the same game, but we have new we have new levels. We have new obstacles you're going to have to jump through. Right. Um, uh, uh, Final Deluxe in the chat says Shovel Knight sixty four. I kind of just like the the name scheme of that. Yeah. Uh, that that that's that's enticing to me. It feels good. Uh, Joey writes in two questions. First, he says. Uh, I decided a few days ago to go back and replay Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, which I loved as a kid. But upon starting a new game, I found it really difficult to get back into. I just wasn't able to enjoy it at all, really. Are there any games you played as a kid or when you were younger that you absolutely loved uh, loved then, uh, but don't like quite so much or at all now? Uh, I will just say there was a time I liked Mario Party. That's... 
That's pretty big of you to be able to admit that. I, I, I can admit that. I can admit that, you know, we all make mistakes. <laughs> we're, at one point, we're all dumb kids that don't know any better. And at one point, I wanted to play Mario Party. Sure. Um, I really liked Siphon Filter back when that was like... Okay, you know what? I'm just going to make this broader. Basically... Everything on the Nintendo 64, early Nintendo 64 games and early PlayStation 1 games, I loved back then. Going back to them now is really fucking hard because they were still trying to figure out how to do 3D, and it shows because they, most of the games from that time play like shit now. There's a lot like that, for sure, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if it, like any N64 PS1 games I have, if I like, could go back, and it would it would be hard, like original smash bros i played a lot of that but it's just like why would i play this one yeah um or like mario kart 64 like why would i play this version of it and yeah they kind of just do look like ass yeah um metal gear on the nes is doesn't feel i didn't good. play much of that one so i could probably go back to it and it would be fine mm-hmm. fair enough yeah yeah Nothing, nothing really specific. Specific game is sticking out to me. Uh, his second question is: Any good edutainment games you can think of, uh, once from now or when you were a kid? Reader Rabbit. Shit, I think I played many edutainment games. I mean, I played Typing of the Dead a bit. Oh, Typing of the Dead. Yeah, which is which is real good. Yeah, and they just they remade it like what two years ago, a year ago. Typing of the Dead Overkill. Overkill. Yeah, it's so that good. Game is great. Yeah, that everybody should good. buy it. Um. I don't think I played very many edutainment games, though. Oh, you know what? I played a Magic School Bus computer game back in, like, grade two that was awesome. That sounds great. Magic School Bus is the bomb. All I can remember about it was that some, that like, the Saturn planet, like, it was the, based on the episode where they go to space. Okay. And every level was uh, some kind of platformer, and you had, like, jetpacks and stuff. And I just remember Saturn being, like, the hardest because... There was no ground because you were because it was a gas planet, right? Yeah. So the platforming was really hard, and all the level the the rocks that you could jump on were uh, icy. But thinking back on it, I think it was only really hard because the controls and physics just kind of sucked. Um. So going back to the first question, I bet if I went back to the Magic School Bus game, I wouldn't have much fun. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, James writes in, Hey, Top Downers. Question mainly directed at Sean. I've been playing Crypt of the Necrodancer. For the record, I think you can totally answer this as well. Okay. I haven't read any of these questions yet, so they're yeah. all surprised to me. Uh, I've been playing Crypt of the Necrodancer recently, and my early excitement for the game diminished as soon as I got past Zone 1. I'm stuck on 2-1, which maybe wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't so dependent on the music. But I've heard the first 30 seconds or 2 minutes of the music of 2-1 so many times... It could have been the entire soundtrack, and I wouldn't know otherwise. I know the music is a huge part of how the game operates, and I do love the music in that game, but I can't listen to 2-1 anymore. But you can't exactly mute it and play a podcast or something over to make it more bearable. Sean, how did you stick with the game so long without getting bored? And yeah, I mentioned you can answer this too, because you also played a lot of Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, so how did I do it? I, You know, I didn't get stuck that often um i didn't play it in a lot like at my 
my game sessions were not that long. It was yeah. kind of more like I'd play a few deaths and then stop for the day, but I just kept coming back to it every day, which I feel like that was probably the biggest factor of how I was able to kind of push through uh, any moments where I got stuck. Um, it is kind of hard. Like it's even though you can start each uh, zone from the get go, as opposed to having to start at uh, the first, the very first level. Um, that's, I almost don't recommend that because then you're just like so underpowered. Like you need that first zone to like get all the bonuses. Um, but again, uh, Crypto Necrodancer, you can put your own music in there. Yeah, you Does, can. Doesn't that just kind of doesn't that just kind of solve the problem? Yeah, uh, I've played around with the putting your own music in there. You cut. I mean, go figure. But you kind of have to use dance songs or like EDM or techno or whatever, something with like a very pronounced beat. Because I've tried okay. just putting like rock songs in there, and it's kind of hit or miss when it finds okay. the beat. Um. So there is that. But if you listen to that sort of stuff, like you're probably fine doing that. Honestly, you hit the nail on the head, I think. Like, dude, just play it for, like, maybe three sessions or whatever until you feel like you're doing, like, bad just because you're getting sick of it or whatever, and then put it away. Like, you can come back to it. It's fine. Yep. Yep. Uh, and there was even a portion where I was only turning it on just to do the daily challenge. Um, so that was that was also a case. Yeah. Uh, a kind of a uh, sub answer to this one. I have totally muted rhythm games before yeah and put a podcast on just because i wanted to complete it i did that with um several of the guitar hero games uh even rock band because there was there was probably some achievement where it was like play everything on medium and it's like well i'm better than medium but i want this achievement or whatever so i gotta get medium finished yeah um i remember there was a session of dj hero that i just muted and you just you just play it (laughs) Um, so that's doable. Uh, it's, it goes against kind of the entire genre, but I've done that several times. Yeah. Uh, funny enough. All right. Uh, the great B man writes in with, with just a great email. I'm very happy. He sent this one in. Um, so, uh, buckle up. Here we go. Uh, last week while, uh, announcing the news, you guys stated that you never saw anyone with a Wii U basic before with Paul himself asking that if anyone out there knew such a person, they should write in. Well, it just so happens that I have seen this mythical creature known as the Wii U basic owner with my own eyes, my father. Oh no. (laughs) He purchased one as a present for my half siblings. When I asked him about why he bought the eight gig model, as opposed to the vastly superior 32 gig model, his answer simply was because it was cheaper. Even after explaining everything he missed out on from not getting the 32 gig model, he just sort of shrugged. (laughs) Yeah, okay. This implies a combination of not only cheapness, but also ignorance, (laughs) which I theorize is a common trait among Wii U basic owners. (laughs) Perhaps this is another side effect of Nintendo's poor marketing of the Wii U. As an added bonus, when the inevitable problem of not enough space finally did arrive, how did he solve the problem? Not with an external hard drive, like a smart individual would do, but with a flash drive instead, something Nintendo themselves told their customers not to do, since they aren't meant for long-term storage. Those kids are going to be so sad when their Super Smash Bros. data suddenly gets erased with no explanation. Wow. (laughs) This is great. This is... I'm so glad uh, you wrote in about this. Um... And then he says, uh, as for a question, let's say on the topic of my father, 
that's a great that's a great first sentence right there. Um, some Christmases ago, he gifted me a copy of Tony Hawk Ride. Oh man, your dad is the best worst gifter. <laughs> Keep in mind when I did receive this gift, he puts that in quotations. Um, I had been at least two, it had been at least two or three years since the game came out. Wow! So everyone should have known by now how terrible and broken it was. Based on memory, what would you classify as the worst game-related gift you received? I love this because I love that it was two or three years since it came out. So this thing was probably ten dollars. Wow. <laughs> yeah he was probably paid by gamestop to take oh it oh my god yeah like we just we we want the shelf space back please buy this thing uh we'll throw in tony hawk shred or whatever it was um yeah oh my gosh this is this is so funny um i've never had i can i can bad. totally see this happening like he even though he mentions two or three years since it came out, everyone should have known it by the case. My parents would not know it. My parents are not into video games whatsoever. They are the kind sure. of parents that when I was a kid, they would walk in the store and say, what do eight-year-old boys like to play? And they'd come home with a copy of like Zelda or something. Lucky me. Yeah. Um, not being sarcastic. That was that was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, so I could definitely see that happening. Uh, worst gift that game related that you got. My problem with this is, uh, my parents eventually started asking like, Hey, um, what would you like me to get you? Or could you get me a list of what you would like? So it became really easy. Cause I would even put pictures down. Yeah. Um, so if I got a bad game, it was because I asked for something bad, but this did happen once it was before I knew the game was terrible, but I asked for a copy of soul caliber legends. Oh no. For the Wii. I'm so sorry. Um, luckily I was I when my, my mom opened when I got it and I was like, Oh mom, actually, and this was awkward. Cause I basically was like, Oh, I know I asked for this, but this game is actually terrible. Can we return <laughs> it? <laughs> um, I love it. Um, which we did, and I ended up getting something else. So I, I don't think I've gotten a bad, a bad game related gift. Really, I mean, the worst games I've played were totally my fault. Like I went to that HMV and bought a copy of Rock Revolution because it was five dollars, and I needed to see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I can't think of uh, my parents really coming up with something that bad. My dad got me a um. One of those plastic shells for the Wiimote so that it like it's a gun. Yeah. But not not the zapper. Just just some generic third party thing. Like you know how there's those weird like tennis racket attachments you can get? Dude, I have those, but I bought them myself. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Um but so I had I got some weird gun and I was like, oh, what made you what made you think of this? And he's like, Oh, well I saw you playing some game and you were like shooting through a wall or something, so I thought it'd be good. I have no idea what he was talking about. I have literally no idea what he would have seen me doing. I think around that time I was playing like Mario Galaxy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I have that in a box somewhere. Um hmm. Yeah. But uh I don't really have any worse game related gift like a a friend of mine gifted me Five Nights at Freddy's when that came out and I hate him for that. So Shadow Shadow Blades in the chat is uh going back to the father. He says he must spend hours upon hours to pick the worst gaming investments of the year as gifts. It shows he cares. <laughs> He's a good father that way. 
Hey, it's the thought that counts, right? Honestly, yeah, it is because I never really got gaming gifts. So I would have loved to get Ride just for the story. I'm actually kind of, kind of like if I found a cheap copy of Ride and my like my three sixty or PS3 were here, I would have picked that up because, like I said, I bought Rock Revolution just for the kicks. Yeah, um, I think getting Tony Hawk Ride is the equivalent of getting like socks and underwear for Christmas. Like it's something that you probably should have, but you will never buy for yourself. Sure, sure. Um, I do. Uh, in his first little story, though, when he says perhaps this is another side effect of Nintendo's poor marketing of the Wii U, I could definitely see that. Um, yeah. There was a lot of issues with that. That's kind of a good point. Um, and that made me think, like, what do you think the chances are, maybe even at this E3, of them announcing another Wii U, you know, same hardware, but with just bigger storage? Because Microsoft and Sony do that all the time. Nintendo has never seemed like the company to give a shit about that, but... you're And you're right, and I was also thinking the fact, like, since the Wii's are selling so bad why put out a more expensive one that's kind of the thing too yeah yeah because they already but have like, shelves stocked with stuff they can't sell so right what about okay hypothetical scenario they put out you know wii u super or whatever yeah it's it's still a wii u it's got i don't know 200 gigs on it or something you know something okay sure decent for decent for the wii for the Wii U, I should say. Uh, same price. It's just this is the one now. I mean, I would probably buy one. Do you not have a Wii U? Yeah. But, like, oh, I'm running out of space. Yeah, I have a Wii U, but I'm running out of oh. space on it already. Okay. Even if they okay. just put out a hard drive for, like, 80 bucks. Well, you can just get a hard drive. Yeah, no, I know. Bucks. But, like, I've, I've had problems before with third-party stuff or whatever like if nintendo put out a proprietary like you have our guarantee this will work seamlessly i would probably do it okay um yeah i was just kind of thinking about that this week uh when yeah when the humble bundle came out and i was like do i even have space for these um but they weren't that big that's a great email that was yes thanks again for writing that in um great story do you want to take this next one? Yeah. David writes in saying, has there ever been a time where you felt a major content update to a game managed to ruin the game for you? Now counting updates that cause a game to literally become unplayable, i.e. crashing. Did we read this one before? This seems really familiar. Anyway. Um, hmm. I can't. An update that made it worse. <clears throat> this is a thing that happens in MMOs quite a bit. Uh, I don't don't know if it's necessarily a thing that makes it worse, but it usually changes something that you've liked about the game before, usually to try to get more people to play because MMOs kind of live or die by how many people are playing it at any given time. Uh, The one I'm talking about specifically right now is World of Warcraft and how they streamlined a lot of the dungeon stuff to make it feel like there's no real reason to do dungeons anymore, like for character progression, and that kind of ruined the my favorite part of the game which is why i don't play it as much as i used to back in the day this isn't this isn't one for me but i often hear about people playing just old versions of like counter-strike okay yeah 1.6 yeah because they've like changed how the gun works or whatever so but so everyone prefers an older version um 
Yeah. Also a bit similar people who still play the original StarCraft. Yeah, basically any game that had like a pro scene or an MLG scene or whatever at some point, there are people that are so ingrained to how that game used to work mechanically that when they streamline it and update stuff, it does break the game in a huge way for them. So they just usually revert to playing what they grew up playing, basically. So those are like, yeah, those are the ones that people always talk about. Also, Modern Warfare 2, people still play a lot more than the newer ones. And yeah, shooters seem to have that effect a lot. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, and people constantly changing like fighting games. Yeah. Not many of the games I play ha- does this happen that often. Yeah. Uh, Psychotic Gex says tomorrow is Black Amiibo Friday. Are you planning on trying to get the Amiibos? Do you have any idea what he's talking about? Yeah, so Amiibos are coming out, and I already pre-ordered the ones I want, so I will be getting Wario, Pac-Man, and Charizard in the mail. What, who else is coming out? Uh, I believe the Fire... I've never played Fire Emblem, so before people start hating on me, like, I don't know... Hey, you have a 3DS. Fire Emblem Awakening is real good. I know, but uh, I need... Okay, so I was actually at Toys R Us yesterday... And I was okay. looking for. I was like, "That's how all good st- stories start." By the way, no, this is how this is how this good <laughs> potential story ends poorly. Okay, I was looking for a game that I really wanted to get into, and I was looking for like nine 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 or VLR or like any of the Shin Megami Tensei games. Basically, like I wanted an RPG to play. Basically, okay. And the only one I found was Devil Survivor Two. Which I've okay. never played one, so obviously I'm gonna want to play that first. I've I actually own one. Yeah, I I've seen one for ten bucks laying around places, and it wasn't until about a month ago uh, my friend Hank was like, "Yeah, the, that game is actually really good," and I was like, "Oh fuck, I should have picked it up." But anyways, Toys R Us sucks. They had nothing that I wanted to play. They had a lot there's of copies an, of Pokemon though. There's an eShop. Like I'm I'm assuming some of those games are on the eShop. I know Fire Emblem is. Things have changed in my household because with the purchase of the new 3DS, I gave my old one to my girlfriend. So now I have to buy the cartridges so she can get my hand-me-downs to play the games I've been playing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I see, I see, what, you're, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Um, Fire Emblem is real good. I don't know if you're into tactics games, but Fire Emblem Awakening is real good. I'm into good tactics games. Fire Emblem Awakening is highly recommended. Game? It's yeah. Fire Do Emblem I have to have played or like no? no and, okay, no. I believe this one's like a. I believe it was like a brand new one as well. So, but then again, like most, I think almost all the Fire Emblem ones, they like loosely connect. Like at most, it's like, oh, you're the son of the guy from the last one. Well, here's a new story happening anyway. So, uh, similar to just yeah, how the Final Fantasies loose have like characters that kind of move over, but they're not even the same. Really, yeah, just so. kind of loosely. Um, yeah, no. So the other ones are Greninja, Jigglypuff, uh, Lucina, Ness, which I believe people were saying is impossible to get, so I didn't even bother trying to get Ness, and Robin. I would have been into both of those Fire Emblem ones, and Greninja's cool. So I could, Yeah, I didn't have the option to order Greninja, otherwise I would yeah. have. Yeah, tons of people in the chat also praising Fire Emblem Awakening. That was... Uh, I think that was the community game of the year last yes, year. Yes, it was. Was Awakened? It was either it was that or or Zelda were like going back and forth. Um I think it was Fire Emblem. And by by last year I mean uh 2 years ago. 
Okay, um, yeah. But I think Fire Emblem Awakening might have been, like, the best 2013 game of 2014. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Fire Emblem Awakening, highly recommend that game. Okay. Um, cool. Okay, next question comes yes. from Michael. Uh, okay, he has two questions here. I got a little confused by that. So there's been a truck full of Splatoon amiibo stolen. Thoughts on this? Did you hear about this? I, I didn't. No. So apparently somebody stole a truck full of Splatoon shit. <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I gathered that much. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks I, for elaborating. I guess it was in the UK or something. So I have, uh, he included a link or somebody included a link. I'll just quickly read here. Uh, a ton of Nintendo fans in the UK have been left without the games they pre-ordered after a truck full of copies of Splatoon and related Splatoon Amiibo were stolen. The theft of the truck lifted on its way from Nintendo's European warehouse to British chain game means that anyone who pre-ordered Splatoon Special Edition from the retailer won't be getting their copy. It's amazing. Somebody stole uh, the truck full of shit. That's, that's just hijacked this truck and like <laughs> you don't understand these things are worth millions. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine like, I'm I'm imagining like like a crew are are ready to like take this truck but like only the guy in charge knows what like the what's what in the it? bounty is. Yeah, and they're like, "Sir, what are we stealing? Is it like, is it cash? Is it gold? Is it diamonds?" And he's like, "No, it's better than all that. It's, it's much better than all of that, and it's amiibos." Um, I give you a link just because, like, if you click on it, the main header image for the story is the part in Heat where they take yeah. the truck. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that happened. Um, yes. Actually, uh, just going back to the Fire Emblem Awakening briefly, uh, Echo, uh, Echo Eclipse, Echo Eclipse in the chat was saying, um, I enjoyed Fire Emblem Awakening, but uh, try playing a no death playthrough. Um, makes it very frustrating. I'll tell you, I play every Fire Emblem that way. That's the way you play Fire Emblem. Yeah, just I could see that. Yeah, that's that's the best. I Like, I am the type of person that, like, you... Say in XCOM or whatever. It's like, yeah, you can lose people. It's like, that's fine, but I autosave so much I won't. Or I will replay parts so I don't. Yeah, this one, it's, you, have to, you can't really autosave so much as uh, just restart the level over. But that's just what I would keep doing. So Yeah. Yep. Um, so the thoughts on that, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> that I mean, I think we both think it's hilarious. Somebody just stole a truckload of Splatoon stuff. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm sorry for people who aren't getting their <laughs> Splatoon Amiibos. Um, but for one, they're amiibos, so who cares? Yeah, kind of. And for two, that's that, yeah, that's really funny. Uh, his second question, part of that kind of is also, what's the craziest thing that's been stolen related to video games that you can think of? I think a truck full of Splatoon shit is pretty good. <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, there, this was years and years ago, and I only remembered bits and pieces of it. But there was something about a guy filling his pants full of like psp games wow okay and he got caught and I, I that's literally all i remember about it but that was pretty funny let's see if i can see and find anything about it okay yeah it was on GameSpot. this was back in 2006 yeah psp games this is great okay um man steals 60 games in pants that's the headline 
a Myrtle Beach thief managed to nick dozens of PSP games from a blockbuster. Uh, man simply stuck them in his pants. Hmm. That uh, the value of the game is estimated at eighteen hundred dollars. Huh. All right. There you go. I thought that was pretty good. Sixty p. How many? How many games can you fit in your pants? Uh, I definitely can't fit sixty. And uh, PSP games; those were skinnier boxes. Yeah. Uh, I okay. The the oh, go ahead. I don't. I can't think of many other things other than like a kid trying to steal something from like a GameStop or something, which is just people steal shit all the back, time. Back when I worked at EB Games, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't working the shift, but one of my coworkers told me that on his shift, someone tried to steal like a full rock band kit or band hero or something. Amazing. Okay. And he chased him down and like tackled him. And I'm like, and he was like, you know, it wasn't that hard because he was running with a full band kit. Oh, that reminds me, actually. I remember seeing a picture, I think, on Reddit where somebody was like walking out of a Walmart with like the rock band kit, like underneath their trench coat that was like sticking up right in front of their face, basically. That's amazing. Like, people are so dumb. But, I mean, I still think the truckload of Splatoon stuff is probably the best. Brent writes, uh, Just like John, I have way too much in my backlog. How do I go about determining which games are most worth my time? You don't. You If, they're worth, if you think they were ever worth your time, that's why they're in your backlog, and you just start going through them. That's I think your only option is to just cry and continue to buy more games. That's generally how I do it. And I have over a thousand games in my Steam library, and I'm on a podcast. Yeah. So that's how like, that gets the Proton John seal of approval, I think. Just keep buying <laughs> games until you feel better. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> until you <laughs> until you can feel <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how John does it. Yep. Um in actuality though, how how do you go through your backlog? Again, um, yeah, this question comes up every now and then. I like to stick. I like to try and play games that are shorter, just to kind of get them out of the way, yep. as opposed to one game that's long. That's why I don't play a lot of RPGs anymore. That well, I should say that's how I. That's why I only play about one RPG a year now. Um, this year, you know, it's probably going to be VLR. I doubt I'll be getting to many others. Um, but yeah, just uh, how if you had to like narrow it down. Uh, I like to play games that are kind of more relevant, so I'll often, if I do have some spare moments, try and play something that came out recently. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm on this podcast, so that I, I kind of try and keep up with most recent stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, for Steam games, a thing some of my friends do, and, like, I think they're crazy because I would never do this, but they actually organize their games and their steam list by like what type of genre it is so like fps third person action shooter blah 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 and they will just like go onto the computer and think what am i in the mood to play i'm in the mood to play say like a real-time strategy okay there's like 10 games here i can choose from and then they'll just install and try one that they haven't played yet you could do it that way too i guess wayward in the chat says uh what you do is play one game every year I think that's true. Also, that's a good way to ensure that you'll never die as long as you keep buying Steam games. It's true. Keep getting yeah, those think, humble bundles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, never, like, buy every one of them. They add 10 years on your life every time. Yeah, every time, and that's, like, every, like, week now, mm-hmm. so. 
All right, last one's from Juker. Bloodstained has been going for a bit. What do you think of the backer achievements and how it raises hype? Is it a good idea? Do you remember this? Do you remember the extra achievement things they were doing? I don't. I'm pulling up the thing as you're vying for time right now. Yeah, so if you scroll down um, in their description thing, they have set up all these like little achievements where it's like if people send in... Yeah, the like, artwork. The or artwork. You know, we'll, you'll get this or something, and it's like, what are they drawing artwork of? So, yeah, we talked about this a bit a few weeks ago. Um, this is kind of the first time that we've done it, so I can't really think it's a it's a bad idea. Like, it's, it's working for them. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I guess when you're on Kickstarter, a- anything you can do to raise hype, they're going to try and do it, and... Even without it, I'm sure they would have hit their goal. I feel kind of bad but, that they were expecting like vines because that's not seeming to work out for them. Well, well again, like I was saying, <clears throat> what am I vining? The game's not out. Yeah, like, exactly. What do, you want? do you want me to vine the video on my like on my screen? That's gonna look like what do you? So uh, that's just kind of baffling to me. Um, but it's just more ways to get social media. It's like putting hashtags. They just want more people to link link back. And, you know, it's it's marketing. It's going to happen. It's not that obnoxious. I mean, it hasn't really come up in, like, my Twitter feed. I'm not getting annoyed with anything. So, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. But, yeah, anything people can do to drum a pipe for something they're working hard on, I'm usually for, honestly, if it's non-intrusive like this is. And, honestly, if you're someone drawing fan art for this game you're probably interested in it so mm-hmm. go, all the power to you yeah exactly uh that's gonna do it for questions this week um again if you guys want to send in questions or weird stories uh for next week's show it's top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter or there's the facebook group um john uh not john yeah, what's John's game of the week? If we have to guess, what is what is he playing this week that he just loved? That he just loved, probably like Pokemon Shuffle. Pro- yeah, I'm gonna assume John's <laughs> game of the week is Pokemon Shuffle. That's true. If that game doesn't come up in his top ten list this year, I'm gonna call him out on that. Yeah. What is your game of the week? It has to be Life is Strange episode three. <sighs> you have had actually kind of tough time. I have a tough. I have a tough time. I've already given it to VLR before, but I got to the end. But Life is Strange Episode 3 was cool. You know, I don't think I was hit by Life is Strange Episode 3 as much as you. And I think just the sheer fact of, like, completing VLR was really exciting. So I'm going to have to say VLR was my game of the week. Sure. Okay, that's going to do it. Uh, Hopefully all three of us will be back next week. Um, But everyone, thank you for tuning in and chatting along. We'll see you then. Bye.